Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Ripple Jack, and I'm here with my guest, Jason Smith. Hey! And um, we meant, actually, at Young Clergy Conference to take a podcast mic and just walk around and talk to people and get some reflections, but we totally forgot to do that. Um, and we had a request from one of Tim Brooks's lay people in his church that we talk about the conference on the podcast, so here we are. So thanks, Chris, a uh, member at Tim's church. We're grateful to have a few moments to kind of reflect there's no script here. We just got this email from Tim, and uh, we just thought, that's a great idea. So yeah. let's let's take time to reflect. Uh, first, let's start, Britt, with maybe some of your hopes and dreams. Like, what, did, what were you hoping for for the conference when you kind of started this idea many months ago? Oh, man. I We just had such good response to the podcast. I really felt like I needed to get all of these people in the same room and just be together and talk about what God was doing in our lives and our ministries. And I just knew that that would be a refreshing burst of energy for all of us. Um, and we had this grant come in through the Two Windows Project. Um, Ron Wright, a clinical psychologist and professor in our church, got a grant for our church to do conversations about science and theology with millennials. And I said, oh man, if you guys are bringing in Richard Rohr for this grant, we have to do it. Like this is a sign, like we have to create a conference around this for young pastors. Um, And the convergence of all the things, I mean, our church's passion for dialogue and safe spaces, um, the gatherings that we've been doing here locally and regionally with young clergy, the podcast, creating some excitement among people around us, um, and all the ways that you especially have been creating community with, with young clergy online and through Google Hangouts and through gatherings in person here at OKC First. I really just felt like it was time to throw our doors open and invite everyone as far and wide as want to come to this safe space and just be together for a few days. And it, it was everything I had hoped for. It was it was incredible. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so some of my hopes and dreams. So you told me, uh, gracious, I don't know, what, five, six months ago? Hey, I want you to do the interview with Richard Rohr, the podcast interview. And I was like, oh, are you sure? And it was a great moment. But I kind of threw myself into his into his himself and like mm. his, I read five of his books and listened to all the podcasts and watched all the YouTube videos and it was kind of during that time that I began to be called back to some of my roots from mm. a number of years ago of spiritual formation and this contemplative life and mm. so I just began to pray more and more for the conference and so that said about I think you and I and our staff just really being people to pray for the conference that God would in so many ways begin and continue to shape and form us as people who love God and love the church and to be encouraged and really to find a place of healing. Mm. I found, my goodness, early as we kind of talk about reflections, even beyond hopes and dreams, like I felt like I had so many conversations with young pastors who would come up to me or you or Pastor John and said, can I talk to you about something that I'm struggled with recently? Mm. And I feel like I was able to talk to pastors who were able to find some healing and some presence of God amongst friends who loves God and loves the church and loves the church of the Nazarene mm. to be able to do that. So for me, my earliest hope was that this would be a place of encouragement and healing and presence and that God would come and visit us with his love and his presence. And I, mm. to me, I really feel like what I'll take away from so much of it is just the ability for God to be with us, among us, and between us. Mm. I was really amazed at 
how much love there is for our tribe in that room. I felt like, you know, we, we did these breakout sessions where we broke up into groups of eight or nine and talked about some tough questions. And to hear everybody over and over groups said, you know, we want to treat the Church of the Nazarene like a friend, like a human being with respect and love and care and compassion. And we want to throw ourselves into relationship with the denomination in fresh new ways. And I was so blessed by the passion um, to stick together and stay together. That was kind of, it kind of ended up being the theme for the weekend, not just that there's space at this table, that what we wanna stay at the table. We wanna be at the table for the long haul and, and kind of hold hands with this tribe and, and keep moving forward as a group, not, in, not as a monoculture, but as a people united. Let's let them know a couple of those questions. So the first breakout session we had um, two questions. What can the Church of the Nazarene better do to support young clergy? Paired with, what can young clergy do to better support the Church of the Nazarene? We had these big white papers, drew a line and a half of it, and kind of answered the questions on one half and on the bottom half. And then we asked table leaders to come up and to share that. So every table was asked to have a recorder and then a presenter. And so that table presenter got up and, and did that. And then in the morning session on Tuesday, the questions, uh, the first question was just, how can we pray for you? What, what's the hardest part of your ministry? How can we pray for you? And then we had that second kind of breakout work session. And those questions were, what are you concerned about in the future of the Church of the Nazarene? And what do you hope for in the future for the Church of the Nazarene? Mm. I did the same thing, had the table recorders and the table presenters ask for different presenters. So it was fun to hear from 25 or 30 different people yeah. as they shared their heart from their tables. Really mm. special time. Uh, that really excited me. You you actually prayed with one of our homebound members for the conference beforehand. Can you tell us a little about that story? Yeah, I have got this guy. Uh, he's 86, 87 years old, and he's a spiritual giant to me. And, and oftentimes I'll go to him and I'll just ask him to pray for me. Mm. And his mind isn't sharp as it used to be when I got to know him 15 years ago when he was on our board. And I went to him the Friday before the conference started, and I sat down with him. And it was my day off, but I just kind of drove over. There. I was like, I need Jerry to pray for me. Mm. And pray for us. And I told him about the conference, and and he hasn't been as strong, but I asked him to pray for me. And he prayed the most beautiful prayer. And within that prayer, he prayed that the presence of God would be among us. And then he prayed that, amazingly, um, this wonderful moment when he prayed for all the young women who would be there, who were called into ministry, that they might feel encouraged, and um, that there would be a meaningful experience for them. Mm. And so I took that and had a wonderful time. And, and his son is kind of a spiritual giant in life of our church. I mean, these people love God. And they're, they're mystical, contemplative sorts of folks. And I love that because I, I tread in those waters too. And in so many ways, uh, this man is an encouragement to us, his son. Yeah. And so his son said, hey, Britt, Jason, let's get together and pray right before it starts, just to take some time in the midst of all the busyness. And so we did. We gathered about 10 of us around the table in the in the Cole Center where we hosted the event. And he began to pray, and we had this really sweet time of prayer. And he asked the question, what's the one thing you hope for uh, to happen? And then we all shared, and then he prayed for us. Just mm -hmm. really special. Yeah. When that prayer time concluded, uh, I said, hey, i want, got a quick story to tell you about your dad. Here's how he prayed. And he said, well, first off, dad hasn't had a very good week. And I'm surprised he was able to pray that way and he said, Jason, that's not really my dad. He said, my dad grew up in a time when women pastors weren't a common thing. Uh, we haven't been Nazarenes our whole life. And the idea that he would pray in his heart 
for Nazarene young women pastors who had felt called to ministry that they would come and be encouraged, that's not really my dad praying. That sounds to me like the spirit working and moving in my dad in ways that I can't even really comprehend. Mm. And for me, it was such a moment of confirmation that we had given ourselves to prayer and given ourselves to um, be together in loving ways. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was able to move, I feel like, move into the conference and sort of not worry as much about all those little details. Because I tell you what, running a conference is way different than attending a conference. <laughs> there was a lot going on. There was so much going on. I, I would like to say on kind of both of our behalfs, like I feel like I didn't get to be with people in the way, mm. in the depth I wanted to be with them because there was so much to do. Do you feel that way too? Yeah, I think I think now that we've we've kind of set some expectations, hopefully in the the years to come as we continue to to gather and grow the conference that there maybe will be a little more space for you and I personally to not have quite as as much to do. I'm still many days behind on Twitter and I'm like trying to catch up. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to go through and see all the hashtags at Young ClergyCon and everything. But there's a couple of different reflections on text message and on Facebook that we have seen that we did want to share. Yeah, we we wanted this to not just be the, the Jason and Britt show, but to be able to kind of share some some things that the conference goers kind of, kind of told us. I, I have one post from a friend of mine on Facebook and she's from a rural church here in Oklahoma and had the opportunity to come come be with us. I'm blessed to have been a part of Young Clergy Con these past few days. It took some struggle getting there and we worried that worried that our rural conservative selves wouldn't fit in, but we are so very glad we went. We met wonderful people and heard important, vital, uplifting messages. We were able to meet fellow co-pastoring couples from other districts and learn and compare co-pastoring dynamics. Most importantly, I'm so glad how many women clergy were there and powerful speakers who were women. I was blessed and humbled to meet women who would affirm my own call and help me work through my struggles. I can go home today feeling confident in my calling, knowing that I am called to obedience and not to give up, that I am called to stay and fight, fight not like a lion, but like a slaughtered humble lamb. Praise be to God. I just thought that was so beautiful from her. Oh, man, I cried and cried. Oh. Like, that to me was so much our hopes and dreams for people gathering together. Yeah. Um, that call that we had throughout the conference, which was unity mm. and not uniformity in so many ways. Yeah. But um, thankful for her for sharing that. That was awesome. Mm. Uh, one guy I didn't know at all, uh, a guy named Matthew Jones, he sent me a text message afterwards and had a picture of, he sent me a picture of him and, and Michael Poff and... Just a great, I wanted to read this text. I'll we'll have to make sure we, we, we get his permission <laughs> since we've said his name. Right. But he was great. These two guys from Olivet, from up so in Chicagoland awesome. area, they just yeah. were always willing to do kind of whatever we asked and was a great, he was a great volunteer for us. And yeah. he wrote me this. He wrote, my heart is abundantly full from our time at OKC. Unending thanks for letting me participate and be a part of the team. I seriously felt so much care from you, Pastor Britt and Pastor John. Without a doubt, the most important and nourishing event of which I've been a part of in the church. Mm. And the energy of the room, man. We we had 24 people who signed up to be volunteers at the conference who basically got a discount on the registration pass and committed to put in a few hours of work during their time. And the collective 
working together of everyone, man, it was like anything that we needed to happen, people just made it happen. Even people who didn't sign up to volunteers washed dishes and rearranged chairs and picked up compost stuff. I mean, it was just so cool to see the way that we all work together as a family. I, I jokingly, before the event happened, said that we were throwing a young clergy family reunion, but that's actually really how it felt. We're throwing a young clergy family reunion and you're invited. And so it was just so cool to, like, watch that in action, watch everybody come together and do all these things as a family. It was really, really neat. That's great terminology. We should change the name (laughs) of it to that. When people were asking me, I thought about, it was like people threw this big birthday party for me. (laughs) Like, I am the ultimate extrovert, and getting people together in my backyard and in our gym and in Mm. our spaces of education, I just... I was, uh, it was absolutely like a birthday party for me. I mm. had so much fun being with everybody and meeting everybody, especially getting to know the people that I prayed for over that list that we got. And mm. we had this matrix table by table. And one of the things we did, that um, takes a lot of time for us and a lot of prayer, is we make sure that everybody at those tables are kind of spread out. And my hope when we have these breakout sessions, you mentioned some of those questions that we really wrestled with. We don't want people at those tables to know one another. Right. So we kind of spread out OKC first, folks. We spread out Oklahoma folks, we spread out Kansas City folks and California folks and made sure that there was just a, hopefully a great diversity of voices at all those tables. Mm-hmm. And I loved it when someone said, I didn't know anybody at my table when yeah. we started. And our hope is that some of those relationships would really deepen. And so that matrix well, it meant a lot to you and I, like mm-hmm. who's sitting where. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the table I used to pray for folks and yeah. pray for the tables. And so then I would meet someone new I'd never met before. And they'd come up to me and they would say their name. And I usually at times would try to guess their last name <laughs> because I'd prayed for that person and yeah. wanted to love that person. And it was such a joy for me to meet them. So mm. you said family reunion. Great idea. Just to kind of give you an idea, if you weren't able to come to Young Clergy Con this year, um, we had three plenary sessions, which were times of worship together, which was so powerful and meaningful. You know, one of the worship leaders said, to me, I was really worried that the room would be um, critical of the songs or antagonistic about the theology here and there, but actually everyone seemed so richly invested in the worship. I felt like the room was um, so powerful and moving to just hear all those voices, like committed people, you know, passionate about the words and the gospel and the, and the songs that they were singing. It was really, really cool to be together. And then we had um, three plenary speakers. We had um, Pastor John Middendorf talked about staying and, and fighting and fighting well, fighting like a slaughtered lamb rather than a lion and to fight for the church and with the church and to stay, not to be abused, but to stay, to love and suffer alongside. Um, then we had, of course, um, Father Richard Rohr. Oh, with gracious. us in the second plenary session. Yeah, I mean, highlight of my ministerial career for sure that may never be topped. I mean, I, I love the man and love what he's done for my life and my life in God. And we had about an hour and a half of just a and a between he and I that will be unforgettable for me. And I hope that we can make some of these presentations available uh, we're kind of missing a podcast mic right now. Yeah, hopefully we'll find that podcast mic because um, it has a few of the sessions on there. But our goal is to make everything available, you know, after the conference. Yeah. So. And then we had a third plenary session with worship and Father Roar talking. Um, and then we had a Tuesday morning, we had a plenary session with Megan Pardue. Um, and I really hope everyone gets a chance to listen to that here in a few weeks when we get it up on the website because it was just 
powerful. She talked about, um, can anything good come from Nazareth? And this idea that Nazareth was this small, downtrodden place, this broken, hurting place. Um, and people wondered if anything good could come out of that place. And yet that is the place where Jesus himself came out of and kind of our roots of the Church of the Nazarene, desiring to go to those toiling lowly places and be with people in, in broken spaces and and praying that prayer of confession as a church at the end of that sermon was just unbelievably powerful to confess that we have left those places for safe spaces and in doing so kind of left behind our mission as the church of the Nazarene in some ways and so for her to call us to that faithfulness was just so powerful I'm still wrestling with the implications of that message in in my own life um, and then we had a couple breakout sessions, yeah, which were really cool. We split everybody, like Jason said, into to tables, and we talked about two questions Monday morning and two questions Tuesday morning. Um, and the feedback we got from those were really, really great. We're compiling all those answers into a white paper, which hopefully we'll have available on on the website here in a few weeks. Um, and we we also had a rooftop gathering. That's right. Kind of went downtown and hung out on a rooftop, kind of trying to make some memories together. It was a little cold, but um, now <laughs> we know for wind. next year, yeah. uh, hot drinks and more jackets and, um, you know, kind of trying to start some traditions. But the most meaningful moment for me personally was the opportunity to bless Dr. Jan Rao with an award. We have been doing this kind of work for 10 or 12 months. We've been doing the podcast and gatherings and cannot tell you how many times his name came up over and over and over. Young pastors just saying, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Dr. Jaron Rowell. And um, wanting so much of our heart for the conference to be a conference of gratitude and um, mutual love and, and affirmation, we decided uh, a few months ago to give Dr. Jaron Rowell the very first Young Clergy Network Advocate Award. And so we, you know, we, we searched for awards on the internet forever so and we, we narrowed it down to two and we, we finally chose this like steel and bamboo award that kind of looked like a table and, um, you know, had it engraved with his name. And then I, sh- I shoot him a quick email and I just say, hey, Dr. Rao, I just want to extend an invitation to you to come to Young Clergy Conference. You know, I didn't tell him what's up or anything. And just the day of to be able to say, you know, we as Young Clergy Network want to love and give back and affirm the ministry of those who have helped us stay and be faithful and be encouraged in our in our ministry and just to give him that award. And I, I hope he doesn't mind me saying, but he, he later told me that it, it meant so much to him to to receive that and it's just so powerful like I'm I still kind of tear up a little bit every time I start thinking about it because um, just to be able to honor those who have so advocated for their young pastors you know he's the DS of Kansas City District and I just hear so many good things and I'm just so it was such a privilege to be able to honor his work and to kind of um, recognize him in front of a large group you know we had 115 100 17. Oh, oh, that's right. 117. Those two last-minute registrations just snuck in. So cool. So let's kind of talk about what we're kind of hoping for for next year because we have a lot of hopes and dreams. Um, Next year, the conference is happening again here in Oklahoma City, March 4 through 6. And we'll start Sunday night like we did this year. But our our, kind of our hope for next year's schedule 
um, is that we can go ahead and go through Tuesday night so that we can have the afternoons off at, with a couple hours of free time because, you know, the schedule, because it was so short and sweet, we, we kind of packed it out. There wasn't a lot of free time. It was downtime between each session, but not a lot of like, hey, go out for a couple of hours and come back. So we're kind of hoping to build in some spaces of rest into next year's conference. So we're going to make it like half a day longer. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And you mentioned the website. So tell them, tell everyone about what the website is. Yeah, that's great. So um, well, what, one of the things that we did during the conference was launch a brand new ministry of Oklahoma City First Church of the Nazarene to the wider denomination. And we're calling it Young Clergy Network. And even though we're calling it Young Clergy Network, the network is you guys, right? And we're here to help. So the vision of Young Clergy Network and our website, youngclergy.net, is to put all of the resources from the conference available on the website um, to give out resources for young pastors. We have right now on our website already a meetup guide. So if you wanted to create a half-day event for your district or your region, um, there's a step-by-step program instructional sheet on there for how to do that. We hope to have some video content and some podcast content. All the sessions from the conference were recorded, maybe not always in the best audio quality, but they'll be there on the website as soon as we get those edited and ready to go. We also kind of have a vision for next year that youngclergy.net would be the the hub for what happens at the conference next year. We would be able to have some promotional packets where someone at Olivet could print out some posters and put them around campus because they can just print them off from our website at youngclergy.net. So the kind of vision for the network is anyone can join the network. And when you join the network, you essentially will receive a monthly hopefully, email newsletter from Jason and myself, just talking about what we're doing, what's new on the website, how you can help. Um, YoungClergy.net, Young Clergy Network is um, working on two meetups at General Assembly. Yeah. Um, one on t- Tuesday of the main sessions and one on Friday night of the NYI session. And just kind of hoping to bring people together. We've already lined up a couple of speakers that I'm really excited about and um, really hoping to see everybody there. And we'll release more information as we kind of um, solidify everything for those those two events. But we're really excited about Young Clergy Network. We're hoping that we can raise some money to give even more scholarships next year for the conference. You know, we were able to allow 11 people to come to this year's conference for free because of scholarship money that came in from various churches. And we are so grateful for all those churches to um, partner with us in this work. It's just really, really amazing. One of my personal hopes and dreams is that we can get more students. I would love to see more juniors and seniors, especially theology majors, coming in um, and meeting some of their future peers and getting yeah. excited about the work ahead of them. And we're going to need your help. If you're listening to this podcast, you can help us next year. Um, when the time comes in October, November, December, print out a couple of those posters, put them up at your church, put them up at your local Nazarene campus. Um, we want to see more people coming in the doors and being a part of what we're doing. I think the energy of the conference was just so refreshing and so um, refilling and inspiring. I I want so much next year for, for more people to experience that. Yeah, me too. Isn't that funny? Like, I'm exhausted. And I know you haven't slept at all. Mm. And to say that you're refreshed and refilled while being so tired is amazing. It really is. <laughs> it sounds like a paradox, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's non-dualistic thinking. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I guess my hopes and dreams. Um, for sure, we're going to be in Oklahoma City next year. 
you and I have talked about maybe even dreaming about taking it on the road, yeah. like having a young clergy con elsewhere. Yeah. Um, we've had some early dreams. We're not even to tell you where, but right. some of the people who have come um, really believe in and really believe that they could help us yeah. help this network be able to reach a couple of different coasts because we know it is difficult to come to Oklahoma City. Yeah. Usually it is two plane flights. There's not a lot of direct flights that get, that get people here. So yeah. um, pray with us, pray for us, pray with us, pray for one another. Mm-hmm. Like to me, the, the call to be together and to be encouraged is going to continue throughout. And that's what we really want to try to facilitate. Mm. Yeah. If you're interested in keeping up with Young Clergy Network or Young Clergy Conference or even getting email updates about this Nazarene life, um, please, please go to youngclergy.net and join the network. Just click join, create a username and password, and we'll email you as soon as there's fresh resources on that page, and you'll be able to log in and download videos and podcast content and um, PDF guides. We're hoping that the um, resources on that page are not just created by you and I, or the speakers at our conference. But we would hope that um, as we grow that content, more and more young pastors will create a um, guide to starting a small group in your church or a guide for a young pastor coming into a new place. We have a lot of hopes and dreams of what Young Clergy Network could become. Um, we have so many ideas, and we'd love to hear from you. If you're listening yeah. and you have an idea for Young Clergy Network or you're inspired by the work or you have something that you'd want to put on our resources page or something that we could distribute, we want to be a resource to the church. We want to em- empower you to do what you do. We are not the hero of this story. You and every time you advocate for Young Clergy, you are the hero, and we just want to be your guide and help you and give you some more tools to make those things happen. Um, So we hope that everyone who came to the conference will be inspired to create a meetup where they are or invite young clergy to lunch in their area and start networking. Be a movement, be the network and allow us to kind of give you a helping hand along the way. Yeah. Help us get better. Like, give us great feedback. Uh, Sophie and Jared Callahan sent you and I a great email with such kindness. They said, here's some ideas for the future. I love that. If you had a chance to be here with us, we had this little the little feedback cards, Cards. you know, (laughs) on your your lanyard. But there wasn't much space. If you had some ideas for us, we're not going to get our feelings hurt. We want to get better. We want this to be for you and... And really by you. And yeah. so if you have some more feedback you want to send us, and if you didn't get to come, if you get a chance to listen to some of those sessions, um, you know, it's different watching a conference online and through social media play out than if you get to be here. Mm. And so if you have some feedback about how we can get better online or social media wise, that'd be helpful too. Just mm. We'd love to have you help us. So what's the best way for them to contact you and I for that? Yeah, so if you want to give us some ideas, we are always available. We are admin at youngclergy.net. And you can email us there. Jason and I will read all of those emails. Um, you know, a few things that we actually, a little things we did do at this conference that I think were pretty exciting. We were able to give free headshots to yeah. 24 young pastors who maybe needed those for their website um, or their resumes or whatever to be able to give them kind of a fresh headshot by a professional photographer. NPH partnered with us to give one free book to every young pastor that attended the conference. They sent us a selection of, of six or seven books and we were able to give a lot of those away and sold a few books even at a really steep discount. Yeah. You know, Lots of Roar books and um, several other things from from Nazarene Publishing House. And we had a really great whiteboard that sort of said, 
hey, why are you here? And then the next day it said, what are you reading, listening to, following? And I feel like the the suggestions on that whiteboard could take me through the next few years. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. (laughs) Let's give a a few thanks. How about our TEDx speakers? Talk about those. Yes. Thank you so much to Abbott Lawrence, who talked about stability in a digital age. Chris Castro, who talked about food swaps and building hospitality at the table, and Robbie Kanzler, who called us out um, to find more diversity and to um, work harder on diversity. And that's that's one of my personal goals for next year, um, is to really reach out to people that I know didn't make it, to be able to be in a room and say, you know, we don't all agree on everything. We just want to be together and um, find ways to encourage one another, no matter what. You know, yeah. the families don't always look like one another. Families don't always agree on everything, but we're a family, and we're trying to cultivate that love in diversity. Yeah. How about a big thank you to some of the sponsors? They had sort of tables in the hallway. So Fertile Ground Oklahoma City is a ministry run by a church to help ministries compost. And they certainly did that for us this weekend. Everything was compostable at almost every session. Um, Just a few little things here and there that weren't, but almost everything was able to go in those compost bins and Fertile Ground was able to take those away to a commercial composting site and and have that all that composted for us. Grounds for Compassion is a local ministry-owned coffee shop that provided all of our coffee and man they did a great job i i just had to shoot a text and we had a whole other five gallon cambro show up within 30 minutes that was pretty amazing so we never actually ran out of coffee and then we had nts um who sent josh sweden and just talked about how great it was for them to be there um the center for pastoral leadership dana prush couldn't actually make it but she has offered um it, we have worked with her to offer $20 off a CPL membership to anybody who listens to the podcast. So if you name drop Young Clergy Network or This Nazarene Life, um, you can get $20 off an annual CPL membership, which um, is the Center for Pastoral Leadership. It's I'm a normally, card-carrying member, and I right. love it. I love it's, it. Uh, it's normally 99 bucks a year, and it gets you access to the entire NTS library, um, to many, many webinars, and so many resources. If you're not a member of the Center for Pastoral Leadership, please check it out tell them we sent you and you'll get that $20 discount um NTC Manchester we had Kelly Yates and Phil Hamner there at the table kind of talking about that's where I got my MA so I have a special place in my heart for NTC um Duke Divinity right sent Megan Perdue and we were so blessed to have her among us um the NNU online MA with Chelsea was just awesome and they're so great man to send somebody all the way from Idaho really blew my mind a little bit and then Danny and Ben from a plain account were there and a plain account is that online lectionary resource um, run by those two guys for with wesleyan resources there um and we had andy and sarah mcgee from love wins lgbt and we had bonnie beam from the compass initiative man if you guys if you haven't heard about the compass initiative please google it and get on board they they're launching officially in a month or two and their goal is to help nazarene pastors especially young pastors with debt relief and that's an incredible ministry that they will yeah. be having for the next few years with their Lily Grant, Lily Foundation grant. Um, so if you haven't heard of the Compass Initiative, um, sign up for their updates and be a part of what they're doing because, man, just really, really cool that they want to kind of help. You know, that's one of the things that I hear over and over and over from young pastors is I'm not making enough to cover my student loans or um, my student loans are just huge and overwhelming and I'm, I'm worried 
right? Financially worried. And so just that our denomination has taken that Compass Initiative and gotten a grant and is ready to kind of give out those funds is, is really, really amazing. I'm really excited about the work they're going to be doing in the next few years. That's awesome. Uh, also, um, another big thank you to the Templeton Foundation and Fuller mm-hmm. for providing an initial grant, which sort of started the conversation about the Two Windows Project that kind of all unfolded this together. And I don't think we'd be able to do some of all we've been able to do without that initial grant. Mm, that STEAM grant literally paid for half the conference. So when people ask us, how did you manage to make this three-day event cost only $75? Um, the answer is that the second $75 was paid for with the STEAM grant funds because it was really they gave us half the funds that it took to pull the whole thing off. So a huge, huge thanks um, for that STEAM grant from the John Templeton Foundation and from Fuller. We literally couldn't do it without them. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, any closing thoughts, any closing remarks from you, Britt? Man, it was just so cool, you guys. It was so cool. And you know what? Jason and I can throw a big event, but if nobody came, it wouldn't have been what it was. And so I cannot thank you enough for trusting us to spend hundreds of dollars to fly to nowhere in the Midwest, Oklahoma City, and be with us for three days. Um, what a beautiful thing that all of you made your way out here 117 pastors man we never thought right no like we were hoping for like 75 i i said the whole time you know i will be overjoyed if we hit 100 that's that was that was my heart to to hit somehow magically hit 100 pastors and to have 117 people here with us was just incredible what a blessing Ooh, can i say thanks to stan rhodes and clergy development yes man uh stan rhodes was my high school pastor when i was in ontario oregon and Stan's now involved in clergy development with Dan Kopp, and, and Stan came and was so affirming and, and encouraging to me. And I would say time and again, Jess Mindorf continued to reach out to us mm. um, from Center of Pastoral Leadership and say, we're praying for you. What can we do for you? How can we, how can we help? And there just are so many, I felt like, denominational leaders who had reached out to say, how can we pray for you? I think Carla was supportive of you when you were in an interview. So much. For the last um, This American Life podcast. Yeah. So, ugh. This Nazarene Life podcast. That's right. Man, thank you to everyone who made it out. And please, please, please put on your calendar for next year, Sunday night, March 4th through Tuesday night, March 6th, 2018. And we cannot wait to host you and love on you for three days at the next Young Clergy Conference. Yeah.